Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Today with me, I have a very special guest. Uh, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Vinicius Magalhães, better known as Draculino on the Jiu-Jitsu and Martial Arts Circles. Pleasure to be here with you. Professor, I just want to say thank you very much for your uh, taking the time out of your super busy schedule to sit down and have a quick chat with me and, you know, just talk about things jiu-jitsu and whatnot. But, you know, I came across you a couple times. Uh, I started training jiu-jitsu about two years ago in, at the Gracie Baja Heights location. And, uh, I'd, you know, I'd run into each other. We'd run into each other at times, you know, say hi here and there. Uh, run into each other at down in Sugarland as well. That's right. When, uh, you know, the Gracie Baja was still down there. Now it's Hansel Gracie. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I actually have to, you know, sit down and actually have a conversation, which is, it's just, you know, it's, it's an honor. My pleasure, brother. And uh, I'm always going to be available. It's always a pleasure for me to support works like you. The local scene is a pleasure to right. be here. Right. And this is kind of like, you know, I'm, you're one of the three that I have down right now. One of the first. Um, I'm still trying to get Professor Brian down in Sugarland and uh, Professor Pedro down in the Heights. So it's just a work in progress. Still. Pretty sure you're going to do it. <laughs> it's a work in progress. You know, something to have for the new year. So, you know, I wanted to, just to have a quick chat, um, just to kind of talk about, you know, I know the this Webster location has been here for quite some time already. Yes. You've been teaching jiu-jitsu for quite some time and training jiu-jitsu for quite some time. So, um, first of all, let's, let, let's go back to the beginning. As far as you, you know, I'm pretty sure you grew up in Brazil. Yes. Uh, started training in Brazil. Uh, tell me about... Tell me what that was like, you know, growing up, getting into this martial art and not only excelling in it, but, you know, actually ranking all the way up to becoming a black belt, an instructor and, you know, having your own, pretty much running your own business. Yes, it's, it's, it was a while. I'm not going to say exactly how many years ago, otherwise people are going to call me old. <laughs> nah, I'm sure it was, it was recent. Well, it was a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I started jiu-jitsu, actually, a lot of people in Brazil, in Rio, from where I grew, I grew up and I, I'm come from when I was born. Uh, a lot of jiu-jitsu practitioners came from surfing. So I did judo when I was a younger, a younger kid. I think I started to train judo with five or six years old. And then, uh, of course, soccer, like every Brazilian kid does soccer. But when I started surfing when I was 10, is that I started to get a little more contact with uh, a lot of people that are already into Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So some of my neighbors, some of my friends are already training Jiu-Jitsu. And through surfing, through hanging out with them, and through also going to to parties and, 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 and running a while under the streets. I got to get contact with a lot of people that are already training jiu-jitsu and then one thing led to the, to the other. So uh, I started to train jiu-jitsu when I was around 13 to 14, 14 years old. Wow, like I said- Really young. Yeah, like I said, I already trained judo before. And uh, I always knew since the beginning that it would be something that would stick to me to all my life, you know? Uh, there's something that was magical, not just the technique, but also the camaraderie between the people, the brotherhood, and and, and and everything inside the dojo was everything that I liked. Since some of my my mentors, my heroes were there, some of like uh, 
situations that replicate life, winning, losing, having a good day, having a bad day, and, and, and so on. So uh, from there, I knew that it would be part of my life forever, but I wasn't, I didn't know it would be like that. Right. But pretty it's much like now this. it's like synonym. Uh, myself is like mm-hmm. almost synonym of jiu-jitsu. Uh, there's no Vinicius or no Draculino, uh, like not associated with jiu-jitsu directly. So... And here I am now in the United States, you know, after all these years, right. I'm doing what I love still. Right. Some of the major major players down there that you came across with that had a chance to actually train with or, you know, kind of run along with in your in your journey, you know, before you headed over here. That's several. I mean, all those mats of Gracie Baja, I cannot even I prefer not even to say names because I may forget one and there's like a lot of legendary figures of jiu-jitsu. People that are on the pinnacle of the sports right now, and all under the umbrella of our master, Carlos Gracie Jr. A lot, everybody who was there in Gracie Baja came directly under Carlos Gracie Jr. And uh, again, it was a sea of legends and tons of people. I was blessed to learn directly from them. I was blessed to train directly with them. Uh, Several or most of them. Uh, still are active in jiu-jitsu or teaching or fighting or competing or uh, head of like uh, federations and all that. So I was really blessed. I actually drank water from the fountain, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just amazing to, in you know, just listening to your, your upbringing and, you know, other people like, you know, Professor Pedro and everybody that, you know, I want to say everybody, but most people that come from Brazil, you know, it's... Like uh, like comedian Joey Diaz, he talks about the immigrant mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, I I saw it firsthand with my dad. You know, he came. My parents came from Mexico, and okay. haven't seen them go from you know because I come from nothing too. Yeah, go from nothing to actually have something, and not only not only in a matter of a year or two years, almost twenty years. Yes. It takes a lot of time, you know, especially, you know, you have in a martial art like jiu-jitsu or even just in life in general, you can, you're able to apply all those things you learn. I've been able to apply, 100%. you know, as much as I've learned up to this point into real life situations, you know, problem solving, things like that. You know, you get, you get in, people getting confrontations with other people, ultimately that escalates and leads to, you know, them fighting each other and that's the last thing you want to do is to fight exactly. somebody yeah. and i've encountered those situations in, at work you know dealing with the parents we work with the kids that we work with it's all about de-escalating exactly. you want to just bring them down it's not about now you know they try to do something to you that's totally different but you know i can i can definitely see that whole that immigrant mentality they talk about and you know working hard and you know ultimately trying to reach that goal yes. and not giving up whether because things are always going to happen they're going to get in the way you know For sure people get laid off uh, people get injured you're you can get injured it's just you just never know you just got to go go with the flow go with the flow of things like like you said and i said before jujitsu it really is a replication of life you encounter inside the, the four lines of the mats area for the dojo, you encounter all kinds of situations of difficulty, of overcoming, or sometimes not being able to deal with the pressure that's going to happen that day. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like coming, some other days you don't feel like right, coming. Right. 
And what I think the most uh, important, if I would say, I mean, everything from comes came from Jiu-Jitsu to me is important. But one of the most important aspects that I I got from the training of Jiu-Jitsu was confidence. I was able to be a confident person in my, just not my skills, but in life in general. I lost the fear of a lot of things that used to bother me before. Kind of like speaking public. Right. Sometimes like to go to a business meeting with somebody that is like a little higher than you in the hierarchy. And they have that kind of bully mentality to force you to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's not cockiness. It's not that you're going to be confronting them to be like, hey, in a confrontational way, but you hold your ground. You're mm -hmm. confident in yourself that right. you, you're you going to do whatever is best for you right. without fear of anything, gonna, without being be bullied, without being let down, mm -hmm. you know? And this is good for jiu-jitsu because, I mean, even though it's in a controlling environment that people, of course, don't try to hurt each other, like deliberately, most of the time, it's something that is controlled. Jiu-jitsu is something that every day you have, a, between parentheses, a confrontation. Right. You're confronting every single day. And this is in a natural way. You started to get this in a natural way. And you start to lose fear about a bunch of other things. I know people that used to have like a really big phobia of claustrophobia. They used to not be able at all to get somebody on top of them and putting weight on them and and they overcame this this this, this phobia with jiu-jitsu training jiu-jitsu with the time right you know so it's a replication of life i really really think so and uh, everybody who trains jiu-jitsu is going to be able to replicate everything they learn here in their own field it doesn't matter what you do it's going to help you right and I've, i can totally relate to that i've had the opportunity to train with people double triple my size and you know they start. They get me in the full mount, you know, and I start thinking, okay, what can I do here? I don't. I don't get scared because I'm like, you know, this this has happened many times. Yeah, exactly. And you know, at first it may have been a little bit intimidating because you know it's somebody bigger than me, but it all it just takes me back to when I was a little kid, you know, and hearing stories like, like the ones I've heard before about bullying and all that. Mm -hmm. I was one of those kids, you know. I was always a small kid getting bullied you know the girls calling me ugly things like that and i feel that this you know it comes full circle with all this i'm like man this is i'm doing stuff now like you said that probably wasn't going to do before yeah. out of fear out of intimidation and now it's you know somebody comes up to me and starts cussing at me or something I'm like like what's wrong man like what's wrong with you because of the confidence right. because it's it's kind of like when you have the skills that jiu-jitsu can give it to you mm -hmm. You starting to see people like that, like stupid people that come to you, like with right, confrontation. Right. You started to see as you would start to see a kid. If a kid comes to you and call you names, you're gonna look at the kid. They're gonna laugh. Yeah, you're like, not gonna do nothing because I mean it's a kid and and, mm -hmm. and they don't know better. They don't. They're uh, so it's kind of the same thing. It right. gives you the kind of confidence that kind of can relate. The other say, say, man, like he's just an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know. If he touches me, if he comes towards me, he doesn't even know what's coming for no, him. So, you know, I don't want that to happen. He doesn't want and I don't want that to happen to him because this, this person is an ignorant person. Right, right. You right. know, so that, that all comes from training. Right, right. I had a situation one time where, and this was outside my house, where it was this whole thing that happened. And ultimately, this lady tried coming up to me to try to do something so that I could react. You know, then my mom gets in the way and 
they're filming the whole thing and i told my mom look don't even because they're filming you don't even try because exactly. and that's you know the police came they looked at the video and they were like nothing happened here and i was like exactly i'm not gonna go and touch a lady just exactly. because she's trying to hit me i'm just gonna back off i'm like exactly. look ma'am i'm not <laughs> i'm yeah. not trying to get in trouble exactly. last thing i want to do is you know go to jail for and all i have to do is just push her away or yeah, yeah. a little touch and she'll say oh he hurt me or whatever that's why they want it and that's what they want so it's it's very i believe personally it's very practical in the new year i'm you know i have this goal set where I want to get my first stripe because I don't have I have no stress right now. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the goals I have for for 2019 is to get my first stripe and Good train thing. consistently as much as I want to. Work can always wait. It's <laughs> always win win when you train. It's right. Always good. Absolutely. There was a uh, one thing that I was uh, I, I've been a big fan of of the UFC for almost uh, let's see, two, ten to eleven years. I've been watching you know fairly religiously, you could say. I came out of that whole uh, pro wrestling at WWE world. <laughs> I figured it was, you know, going into high school, I started getting more into music and, uh, you know, actual fighting and uh, girls. You know, the stuff you go through in like high school. Like a lot of kids do. <laughs> Nothing too different than anybody else. And it's, it's so amazing to see how far it's come. Not even from just when I started watching, from, but from way back then. From the first UFC, and, and I go back a lot, watch all these videos and all these retrospectives that they do of when Hoyce Gracie had that fight with Ken Shamrock and all, and start looking at all these interviews with the Machado brothers, mm -hmm. the Gracies, and all, isn't it amazing how, how far it's come? How far, not, the, not only the sport of the UFC, but just jiu-jitsu in general. I was blessed to witness everything firsthand. Wow. I was uh, really blessed to see, because when I started training jiu-jitsu, it was literally a couple of mats, those those old mats made of like, a, how do you call that thing? The thing that, the cows the, the, the eat, I don't know in English. like Hay? Yay. Wow. Yeah, and put it together, and then you used to compete like next to a, 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 a kebab place and all, all the, the smoke would come towards yeah, the competitors. Yeah. So I came from this time. And and, wow. uh, and I still loved it. And I love it the same way from back then to now. But for me to witness the whole development of the whole thing is just amazing. I could not even imagine my wildest dreams and that we'll be doing this now. I never did it for the money or for the for thinking that I will be famous one day. I never mm -hmm. did it because I had no idea that it could be that big. Right, right. But uh, I always like to, 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 to bring up that in the, in the art and the sport of jiu-jitsu, our master, Carlos Gracie Jr., he always had that vision. He always talked about that to us after training when you get in the corner of the match talking about, you know, just chatting after training. He always said that jiu-jitsu will be huge one day. He always said, like, I remember him saying, like, one day you're going to have international competitions with a thousand athletes. And nowadays, a thousand athletes yeah. is a small tournament. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, exactly. How's exactly. that going to happen? But when he said mm -hmm. that, a lot of people were like, man, he's, he's out of his mind. It's never going to happen. Right, right. We're just going to have this, which is great, but this is going to be what's going to happen. People did not have the idea mm -hmm. on 
how far we could get. So Master Carlos always, he was always all about the big picture. Always, always, always visionary, always about the big picture. Of course, the UFC was something that was unimaginably important for the development of jiu-jitsu because what happens in America, the world sees. What right. happened in Brazil, and we're having, the, we're having UFCs, Valetudo matches in Brazil mm -hmm. forever, right. for a long, long time, but there was no internet, there was no nothing. So what happened in Brazil kind of stick more to Brazil. So people mm -hmm. heard about it. It was at different times, even though it was kind of like in the late 80s or even in the middle 80s and the beginning of the 90s, people didn't have no clue what was going on in Brazil, you know? Right. When it happened in America, on cable TV, it just blew up. And people, whoa, <laughs> man, this is something different there. And, and then before from then, there was a, like a big, big step. And before then, you know, like you go back to UFC one, you have when these guys were fighting, it was only they were only, I guess, tailored to one one class. That was style against style, style against style, jujitsu versus taekwondo. This is over now. Boxing, as you know. absolutely. This is over for a while. I right. mean, nowadays. It's athlete versus athlete. Almost mm -hmm. every athlete trains the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, every gym, every camp is a little different than each other, but basically everybody trains the same. Right. I can say that because I competed in mixed martial arts already on the modern era, mm -hmm. and I had some matches before on the old era. So the training nowadays, everybody kind of trains the same. But before, it was 100%. You represent your style. You're going to do your style, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do my style. Right. And when that happened, Everybody saw what happened. Right, right. So I don't think jujitsu has to prove anything anymore because it already proved back there. The sport evolved hugely, and that's great, and that's what's supposed to happen. But nobody ever can question the efficiency of jujitsu in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Right. It's it's already proved, and mm -hmm. it's never going to change. Right. All about technique. Yes, sir. How how was it like you mentioned the uh, competing? How was that like competing in the in the modern day of uh, MMA? You competed in was it Strike Force? I, I competed the last one in Strike Force, yes, Strikeforce? and it was like in 2010, so mm. you know eight years ago. I uh, vaguely remember that. Yeah, I I, I mm. came back from after a long time because after that match, my last MMA match uh, fight was in 2006, I believe. Yes, 2006. So it was four years, uh, but. Before then, there wasn't a lot of events. There was almost nothing. So you used to do kind of like value to the challenge match in school. I did this in, when I moved to Belo Horizonte. I had a couple. And uh, it was just different. It was something that was very like uh, primate, you know, mm -hmm. primitive. I would say. Right, right. Not primate, primitive. And uh, you used to train in a certain way. And the way we trained was enough because of the reality of the time. Mm -hmm. And then we needed to change. We needed to incorporate way more striking training, more wrestling training, more strategy. We have to have in a better physical shape because everybody was kind of like super athlete nowadays, that they are super athletes nowadays. Right. So uh, it was good for me to experience in my own skin the evolution of MMA and jiu-jitsu too. I mean, jiu-jitsu, it wasn't that much because, I mean, the rules didn't change that much like, drastically, but also the sport evolved a lot. Nowadays, like people who are champions in jiu-jitsu on the black belt level and adults, they are like Olympic athletes. They train like Olympic athletes, right. big time. Right. And uh, that's also great to see this development. So, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm blessed 
to not have heard about it, but to have lived it. To have lived it and yeah, seen it. Yeah, I lived it. it. That, that's wow. something that I got to take you to my grave, man. I mean, because I was there. So right. it's great. Right. I remember going to the video stores in the in the 90s. They used to have those uh, all the UFC pay-per-views on there, you know, with the old logo and everything. And I would look at that, and I was like, I look at the back cover, and I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, it's just something that I thought, I'm like, man, I'm never going to get into this. You know, come to know, find out almost 15, 20 years later, I'm deep into it training. I was like, that is, that's crazy. Ordering every UFC uh, pay-per-view every, every month. And, you know, just, and I've had a chance to actually meet a couple, couple fighters here and there. And uh, it's just one of those things where the people that I know now, they're like, you know, they always go to me because I'm always in the know as to what's going on. Not only, but not only UFC, but, you know, like Bellator. Yeah. One um, FC. One FC. Um, what's the other one? Ryzen. You know, all those, all these other organizations that they have. Even the stuff in Mexico for combates and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just so strange. I think if I sit down and think about it, I'm like, geez, like, that's crazy. And of course, you know, it's evolved over time from when I started watching it uh, not only 10, 11 years ago. Now you have all these, uh, and of course they're going to, it was bound to happen, all these super fights and all these uh, big stars. And I feel sometimes some of the really good fighters are getting overlooked by all these, uh, you know, mega stars. You see people like Connor and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Then you get a guy like Khabib who would just come in there and just bully the hell out of him and just, you know, (laughs) choke him out. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's it's amazing. Are you a big fan of the? Uh, I know it's kind of a redundant yeah. thing to ask, but you still you still, I know you train a lot of uh, a lot of fighters. Yes. You trained a lot of fighters in the past. Mm-hmm. What's the one uh, main uh, I guess thing you could take away from either or uh, whenever one of your fighters wins or one of your fighters loses? You know, what's the, I guess the the attitude coming back from that, whether it's you know winning or losing. I think uh, that uh, the sport in such a level now that it's almost impossible for you to know 100% if you're going to win or mm-hmm. a, a, a fight or if you're going to actually lose a fight. Uh, nowadays, the level, for example, especially in the UFC, in the higher, uh, in Bellator, in 1FC, they, they, the level is so high that uh, it's always a gamble in a way for when you go. But uh, I try to actually have my fighters and myself to always have the mentality of winning or losing the most important thing is going to be your learning. Learning can be obtained by a lot of people. Oh man, I lost, so I'm gonna gonna learn from that. And when they win, they just yeah celebrate. I know we have to all the right to celebrate and all that. But on the wins, you also learn. You right. also have to do your homework. Mm-hmm. So every time my fighters competed and myself competed, I almost went back to the drawboard after seeing the tape and all that, to see what could be better, what did I do wrong, when it's a loss, it's like, man, like, of course, obviously I did something wrong. Oh, even in the win, man, on this time here, it could have been done better, I trained to do this and it didn't, you know, so I think it's always about studying, and I think that a lot of people do the same as I do, and that's why the sport develops. Right. You know, if uh-huh. people started to stop to study and to, to, to try to get lessons from that, the sport would die, right? Because right. I mean, it would stagnate, be stagnant. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, the most important thing is to keep evolving, keep your mind open, 
open to new knowledge and and keep making the art get better and better every single day. Right. A great example is uh, this last fight that happened, uh, Max Holloway versus uh, Brian Ortega. I didn't have the chance to watch that, but I heard it was like a really good fight. It was very good. And a lot of, of course, a lot of the keyboard warriors online, you start reading these comments, you know, asking, well, how come Ortega didn't use his, uh, you know, He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu under Henry Gracie. How come he didn't resort to that? That goes on to show you how good, good luck to go in there and try for them, right? Exactly. How how <laughs> These good people don't know. They don't know. Exactly. They're just that goes on to show you how good Max Holloway is. He's just on a whole nother level because he knows he's gonna try to go for that. So why even try to grapple with him? Well, one of the things that sometimes I get mad and everybody who fought or fights or is a coach mm-hmm. and he is it, it's actually in there in this world, not as a fan, but right. working in this mm-hmm. world, like 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 me and tons of others, we see these comments and we actually get mad because we, we all have like our feelings, our egos, you right. see like people saying the most idiot stuff mm-hmm. ever. But at the end of the day, you have to be happy, you know what, because we made it. Right. If you have this kind of people commenting, that means that we already spread to the masses. Right, they're watching. They're watching, <laughs> exactly. So so it's like in Brazil, like in Brazil we say, like we have 200 mil, 220 million people in Brazil. And we say we have 220 million uh, soccer uh, coaches there. Mm. Because everybody knows better about everything that happens right, in right. soccer. So everybody mm. says something, even though sometimes mm. the most stupid thing. And it's kind of the same thing in MMA. Like we have a lot of MMA coaches and MMA fighters. Uh, uh, between, yeah, you know, be, <laughs> between parentheses. Like right. I mean, like everybody thinks they know. Everybody yeah, think they, they they think they can do it. Like we have so many times we have people that join the gym and say, "Hey, I want to fight in the UFC." They just say that, and it's like, "What do you mean? Oh, they want to fight in the UFC?" <laughs> okay, great. So we have to start your training. It's like, do you have any experience? Did you train before? Did you fight before? No, 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 no. But I I'm a really tough guy and. I can do it. <laughs> I have a lot of street fights. I fought in the bar a lot. I was like, oh, okay. people don't understand. It's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. It's a different level. And 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 uh, people don't know how talented, how tough, how technical, how much those guys up there train. They're like fighting machines. Right. For you to get on that level, it takes years and years and years and dedication, and and you have to have some luck, and you have to have some connections. It's it's huge. Right. And you're not you only know? training once a week; you're training multiple times in a day. Exactly. Almost. No, you most know. of the guys they actually live to do that. Right. They, they don't do anything else. They just That's live all to train. They, do. they right. just train. You right. You know what I mean? Right. They just train. So, anyway. But again, I mean, <laughs> we made it. When they right. have those 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 keyboard warriors, those idiots, we made it. <laughs> People betting on Connor uh, against Khabib. I'm like, just just watch. I'm not gonna say anything. Just watch. You know, I'm, I'm look. Just watch. People, <laughs> Connor's amazing. Absolutely, and he has what we call in Brazil the star. Mm-hmm. He makes it happen, mm-hmm. even when the odds are against him. He oh, makes yeah. it happen. Absolutely. However, on paper, you gotta be an idiot to say that Connor was the favorite there because on paper. Stylistics speaking, Khabib is Connor's worst nightmare. Oh yeah, everybody we, knows that. Everybody that. who has a little bit of experience knows mm-hmm. that. So I could uh, see it when he was. Uh, but those guys don't know that. They just they know the spectacle. They just know the show. It's it's, when, it's okay. When it's he just was, funny. Uh, I think it was before the the round, the first round ended. He said, "It's just business. It's just business." You could hear him saying that, and Khabib's like, that. "Come on, keep talking. Let's go." Yeah, I think my opinion, like the the, the trash talking, is a little bit. 
too to, much nowadays. To WWE? I think, <laughs> I think, not even that. I mean, I think you can do trash talk. Trash talk mm-hmm. is good in a way to promote the fight. Everybody knows there's more money into it. Right, that. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things, in my opinion, that cannot that you just don't say. be mm-hmm. said. Right. You know, some some people, like, I saw, like, the other day. I saw another day an article about that. I don't remember where I saw but it was a very interesting article. Some people actually are, like, talking about other people's kids that have like mental problems bringing oh, wow. that up wow some other people are saying like oh your wife used to be a whore before she used to be like yeah like you know had sex with this 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 this, uh-huh. this kind of guy people are like crossing the line too much oh, so and people are talking personal. about people's like people's religions like mocking their religion say that i mean I know it's freedom of speech. Everybody can say whatever they want. It's it's a good thing that we have freedom of speech and mm-hmm. have freedom overall in this country and a lot of other countries. But I think in a personal level, there's certain things yeah. that you don't say. It just uh, it's know. a line, like you say, you don't cross. Talk anything. Talk to the guy. Sucks that he's horrible. Yeah. That he's. I'm gonna beat you. He, I'm, I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna make you look like a, like 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 nobody. I'm gonna put you. I'm to gonna sleep. destroy you. I'm right. gonna do this. You suck. You're a joke. That mm-hmm. is fine. Right. But tell this to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Tell him face. Don't talk about the guy's family. Don't talk about the guy's wife. Don't talk about the guy's religion. You know, that's so many trash talking that Mm -hmm. can be done without touching that. You know what I mean? Of course. Before uh, before we wrap up, just uh, I know, especially in this day and age, jujitsu is very. uh, I see a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of celebrities training now. A lot of uh, musicians. just uh, I see it a lot with Hegan Machado down in California. Uh, Hegan's the 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 professor of the celebrity. <laughs> He's always just a celebrity. <laughs> I see it a lot, but it's uh, it's amazing how you know you have people like Ashton Kutcher, you know Joe Rogan, uh, Eddie Bravo. Like you uh, recall watching an interview with you, call him the Rubber Man. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was uh, I was new in the country. I didn't know. Like right, a lot right. of people think like. That was like mocking or, or giving yeah. me a hard time. But, but it wasn't. You, you I really legit, thought he was a rubber man. Right. I, I don't know because I think, you I legit I didn't think know. in Brazil people said that. I mm-hmm. mean, people used to say that he was the rubber the man. Rubber man. Hey, man, this guy, this rubber man, beat Hoyler Gracie, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I didn't know. I didn't know. It, right. it was innocent. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Knew. But I see it a, I see it a lot now. Uh, not so much uh, commercialized, but you know, I see it more prevalent now with people training. And, and of course, like you said, some people are going to, mocked them saying well you know he only trains blah 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 but there's some that really actually actually train i saw you had uh demi lovato down here uh, yeah she came ago. one time yeah she came down one time she she well i think she was more active in training back in the day mm-hmm. and then i heard something happened to her i don't i'm not sure but i mean right. there's a lot of people out there I mean, and, and people that train seriously and they're not just like you know right just, just instagram like training you know <laughs> they, 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 they're actually doing it so that's a good thing that's great i mean i feel happy and i think it helps everybody it helps them to be better persons it gave them escape valve and it's good for us that live from jiu-jitsu to, to get more exposure so it's a win-win for everybody right i first saw it with uh i remember watching lethal weapon with mel gibson when he did that triangle choke towards the end that's <laughs> that's, what, that's what got me hooked i was like this guy's doing that, something that was huge this guy's doing I something. I still remember that, too. That was huge. Horian Gracie was the... the it was Horian, right? Horian was the one that, mm-hmm. that did the, the fighting... Choreography. The choreographer. The mm-hmm. script, right, yeah. And then you jump into, like, Walker, Texas Ranger, and yeah. you have the Machado, Machado brothers, yeah, all those Jean-Jacques, and mm-hmm. all these other guys. But, uh, Professor, it's uh, I know we got to cut it short, 
But uh, hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to doing another interview in the new year. You know, long yep. in length, more in length. That would be great, down. brother. But it was a good talk. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Thank for you so much. Taking the time out of your busy schedule to, you know, set this up and uh, hope to see you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for everybody listening to this. It's a pleasure. And be sure to check out Gracie Baja down in Webster, Texas. It's uh it's always popping like they say. So it's it's uh, you get what you pay for. That's all I'm gonna say. Come and visit us, it will be a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you guys. <laughs>